Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Monday, October 16th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Uh, Today we're going to start off with a Justice League spread that was in SFX Magazine. Um, So first up, we got Jason Momoa talking about his Arthur Curry, his Aquaman, and why it's a little bit different than what you might expect if you pick up an average Aquaman comic. He says, it's a gigantic arc for Arthur Curry. It may be tough for a lot of fans to watch what they're going to see, how I portray him. But you got to wait until we get to the solo movie to really know. Because he's not king yet. He doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't know what to do with the powers he has. He's going through tons of loss. He hates Atlanteans. The fact that people are calling him Aquaman right now, he couldn't give two blanks about anything Atlantean. So he's not. he's really not quite there yet. That's kind of tough to play. We got to figure out the origin, what we're going, where we're going. Some people will be like, this isn't my Aquaman, but we're not there yet. I got to say, first off, this sounds pretty much like a lot of how they've uh, approached characters in this universe so far. It's it's starting them out in one place and developing using character development over multiple films to get them to the point where they're more recognizable as the traditional hero rather than having them there from the start. Yeah, and it makes it more believable because you get to see that arc and you get to see some of the decisions that the characters made and the things that have happened to them. And so when they are finally, I guess, if you want to say their final form, when they are full on hero, it's more, at least in my mind, it's more believable and it means more once they get to that point because you know everything that they've been through. Yeah, and I guess um, this just sort of gives us a frame of reference of where, you know, we're starting to figure out where this Aquaman is going to be, at least at the start of Justice League. I know there was, there was a lot of mystery kind of with that. And um, so he's definitely, it sounds like he's definitely aware of Atlantis, but he's really struggling with where he belongs and everything like that. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're taking that approach. I think he's got a lot of things that are very Aquaman with what we've seen so far and some things that are not, you know, a little bit different from what you might expect from Aquaman and not necessarily in a bad way. So um, I'm glad to see that character progress. <laughs> Yeah, and this it makes the most sense to me. I mean, with Aquaman film coming out after Justice League, unless you wanted to make it a prequel, which I'm not a huge fan of doing, then it makes sense that he's not really full-on Aquaman because you obviously want to flesh out that story in a solo film. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives it a cool way to balance by having Justice League first and then the solo film. Yeah. There's also a quote from Ben Affleck about Joss Whedon. He said, Joss just brought to the movie what good directors bring, which is good taste, a sense of what's going to work in the story and what isn't. An instinct for realism and for finding humanity in the characters and the humanity in the conflict, then making it accessible and relevant. I think that's one of the things he did so well with Avengers, frankly. He really defined the tone, and it felt like a lot of the movies after that sort of fell into that tone that he created. It was a very tricky dance where you have all these people who can do all these fantastic things that's completely absurd on the face of it, and yet a good storyteller like Joss brings us in, makes us identify with him, makes him seem real, and makes it interesting. A lot of guys know the comic books, and a lot of people have that knowledge base. What Joss really has is talent. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of stuff we heard there, but it's really cool to see Affleck giving really a lot of big time praise for Whedon. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that Zack Snyder had to step away, but we've said before there are few people more equipped to step in uh, at the end of a production and make the best film possible when you know a, a director has to step away you can't really think of anybody better than joss whedon to handle something like this 
and sort of make sure everything is right, fine tuning everything story wise, character wise, making sure everything's on point. You know, there's not really anybody who could do that better. And uh, it's interesting to see Affleck have such high praise for him. Yeah. And it's, I, I think you can sometimes tell, like, if somebody's giving an interview and they're just going to say nice things because they kind of have to say nice things. But at least on the face of it, this does not seem like that. This seems like really genuine. Ben Affleck is really excited about working with Whedon and is really impressed by his work. He's got a lot of uh, details about that. Right. We've seen some of those quotes from Affleck himself where it's like, you know, he's saying something nice, but not going into great detail. And maybe that just means they pulled part of the quote. And maybe that means, uh, I don't know, but it means he really went into detail here, which is is nice to hear, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Justice League, kind of a big movie. Hey, we're a month out really today uh, from Thursday yeah. night previews. So that's insane. Um, so it sounds like tickets will go on sale at the end of the month. AMC mentioned that on Twitter. They replied to someone. Not really surprising. It'll be a you know a few weeks out, two or three weeks out. Not really a big deal. I wonder what percentage of people actually pre-order tickets outside of the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't really know. That'd be interesting seeing that. All I know is I already have my tickets. I found a guy on Craigslist who totally had some legit ones. and for, for Justice League? Yeah, it was only $200, man. It was a steal. Yeah, yeah, that, that was me. So thank you oh, for the $200. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to Suicide Squad 2 news. Jared Leto talked a little bit about that film with Collider. Uh, when he talked about on if he'll be in the film and about the director, Gavin O'Connor, and he said, there's a lot of moving parts. We'll see what happens. I think Gavin is incredibly talented. He seems to be the perfect director for Suicide Squad 2. I think he's a really gifted filmmaker, and I really love his work. Now, are you expecting the Joker to be in Suicide Squad 2, Zach? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would put money on him being in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's confident. Yeah, and that's what we've, you know, official reports have been that he's in it, and I assume he'll be in it. Although, I mean... With all of these projects in, in the works, anything could, you know, anything could change like that. But I think you're definitely going to have Harley in, you know, you have to have Harley in Suicide Squad too. And if you're going to have Harley with the way Suicide Squad ended, you probably need at least a reference to Joker, if not, you know, beginning the, the movie with them together. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And last thing today, the Flash... TV show released a little thing called a therapy trailer. It's like a minute and change. And it's just a, a goofy little trailer about really Barry and Iris. I'm assuming they're in some kind of therapy. And this is a glimpse of that. They're sort of arguing and they make it funny and all that. Yeah, it was funny. It's, you know, getting to see Flash again back to kind of his, his old self, a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, again, kind of interesting to see this, this relationship dynamic. And I'm Excited for when they finally get married and then we can have a, a married superhero couple. Well, one of them's a superhero. There you go. Well, in this in this exact trailer, Iris says, you are not the Flash, Barry. We are the Flash. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's kind of like <laughs> she's naming herself the hero. Like, not that she's not an incredibly important part of it. Um, but it's kind of like, I'm, I don't want Superman to name himself Superman because <laughs> that just yeah. seems kind of braggy. I'm glad Lois Lane does it. I would, if Barry said Iris was you know, part of the flash, which I think he did last year. I think he said mm -hmm. that at one point. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but this, this seems kind of, kind of braggy with Iris, but it's really not a big deal. And it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I think you're, you're classically overthinking it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all we have Thanks for today. For Thanks for listening. And make sure and we'll to check out tomorrow. DC daily drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DC daily drop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.